Hi. I need you to, to speak up too when I talk to you. This is um, Sarah Coleman, and I'm actually sitting here interviewing um, my granddaughter and grandson. It's uh, 11 year old. Go ahead. My name is Davila Rodriguez Herrera. Now you got to speak up, baby. My name is Davila Rodriguez Herrera. And then this is my 14 year old granddaughter. Her name is Tanya Rodriguez. Okay. Um, and we were just sitting here um, listening to Michael Lynch's uh, part one of his um, interview. Um, I actually got to put this out here, too, because um, I interviewed him a couple of times and stuff. So I'm actually I'm speaking to my grandchildren. As you all know, my son, their father was murdered. And um, I'm trying to get the kids to see why I advocate and whatnot. But I also want to take into consideration um, the kids, you know, how they feel about the people that I advocate. So I'm actually going to go through periodically and I'm going to let them hear um, the interview um, because that's why I gave this platform for people to be able to tell their stories and stuff. But, you know, I want to keep in mind, um, I want to be mindful and respectful of the other side, you know, people that have been victimized as well. So um, Tati and Debbie, um, you just heard Michael's um, interview. Um, Debbie, what did you what did you think about it? Speak clearly. I thought that Michael was sometimes telling the truth and afraid of not well afraid that if he would have told the truth, his friends would have probably have gotten mad at him or. So when you say tell the truth, you're talking about back when he was 18. This was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So back when the rape took place, you think that um, he was afraid to tell that um, about the rape taking place? Mm-hmm. So, no, don't say, mm-hmm. say yes. And, and what makes you think he was afraid? Speak. Um, because when he was telling about the story, he kept on stopping. And I felt like that he had to think of what to say when he was kept on stopping. Because during when he was telling what happened, it took him about five seconds to tell another part of it. So you felt like he was thinking about what to say. So you didn't think he was being honest. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Tanya, how did you feel about what um, what he said? Um, well, it was just, it's just I feel the same way as Davia felt. Because um, cause at some parts, it's, um, it sounded like he was telling the truth, but then in other parts, he started stuttering, like he was nervous or, so, or um, something. Okay. So how did, how did it feel to hear um, what happened um, to the girl? You being a, okay, so you're what, 13 or 14? 14. You're 14, so she was a year older than you. Let me give you the scenario. Um, the boys, um, two boys saw her at, actually down where you guys live at, down in Wheaton, um, at a bus stop. It was like 12 o'clock midnight. I don't know what she was doing out there. The parent in me, you know, feels like she should have been home. But um, she was out um, at the bus stop. And so these boys um, asked her if she wanted to come and chill. And so she left. They promised to get her home later on. So Michael and four, three other guys was at a place in Silver Spring, too, in an abandoned apartment building. And they were sitting around drinking and getting high. So one group didn't know about the other group coming. And they just happened to be there all together. 
once they got there, um, that's when um, one of the guys, and actually I, I won't say his name, but one of the guys was really, really violent. One of the ones that, um, because I think he's since been charged with a murder. Um, after this case happened, they were trying to get his DNA. He ended up um, throwing a clipboard or something at the officer and broke the officer's nose. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, he's very violent. So she is actually lucky that she escaped with her life. But I'm asking you, Tanya, a 14-year-old girl, um, hearing a man, you know, reference sex, 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 sex. He had sex with her. He had sex with her when, in fact, they were forcing her and was having rape. How does that make you feel? Makes me feel makes me feel bad for her, and mm, how does it make you feel hearing how he described it? Kind of mad because he wasn't using the word rape. Right. He was, um, um, so you kind of felt like he was downplaying it. Yes. Absolutely. How about you, Debbie? Did you pick up on that? I felt like he was just trying to defend the other people so that they wouldn't get in trouble. So you felt like he was coming in defense of of his friends? Mm -hmm. Well, they actually ended up getting in trouble. They all got life sentences plus uh, 25 years. But some of them, because they were juveniles, there's a new law um, that, you know, they'll be coming out of prison probably within the next year or so. Michael is my client, so I'm actually fighting for him um, you know, to come home right now. So how does that make you feel, um, Debbie, you being a young man and they're a couple of years older than you, and this is your sister, think a year older, or it could have been your sister. How does that make you feel about what, what was done to this girl? That, you know, now that not everyone in the world is, you could trust. Absolutely. So if you were in in this situation, what do you think you would have done differently? Um, if I was one of them? Yes. If you were in an apartment and then your friends brought a girl over and they started assaulting her and you saw them raping her, what would you, what would you do? Try and call the cops. You call the cops. Um, Tanya, so what does this teach you about uh, people at the, you know, talking to strangers and going off with strangers? What's the lesson here? The lesson here is that well, you shouldn't you shouldn't be talking to strangers, and you shouldn't be out late late at night. Or if anyone comes up to you that that you that you do not know, you shouldn't you shouldn't like speak to them. Mm-hmm. Even if even if um yeah, just that. What about you, Debbie? What's the lesson here? Not to talk to anybody you don't know. Absolutely. And what about teenage drinking and 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 mm-hmm. drugging? What? How do y'all feel about that? Um, I think that they they should have known what they were doing and why. Because um, drinking and doing things you're not supposed to do, you already know that it's something you can't do. You're too young for it. But do you see how it can cloud your judgment? Mm-hmm. Because yes. you see how Mike keeps referencing he was drunk, he was high, he was drunk, he was high. Do you guys think that that's valid or you think that's an excuse? That's an excuse. 
And what makes you guys feel like it was an excuse in his case? Because he kept repeating it when he was, um, when, like, when, cause, um, and, um, when he, when he, when he was explaining what was happening, um, he just, he kept saying that he was drunk and high and saying that, like, like, that was giving him a reason not to do something. What, what about you, Debbie? Um... When when he kept referencing he was drunk and he was high, what 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 do you what do you think of it? I thought I gotta see how I can put this. I thought that maybe um, he was probably too drunk to do something about it. Well, it was kind of like the same thing that Tanya said. So you felt like it was it was an excuse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you guys knowing um, what happened to your dad, and this is somebody that society, not necessarily somebody I deem bad, but society deems bad. How does that make you guys feel that um, grandma is um, actually defending someone like this? Be honest. Do you think, so he's been in there for 20 years for not telling, um, you know, not coming to her aid. Do you feel like 20 years is enough? You think he should be given a second chance? Yeah, he I, I can't hear you. You got to speak well. I think that he should um, get a second chance. You do? And why? Because um, some parts that he was telling, some it sounded like it was real. Mm-hmm. But then just uh, about 25% of it, I think, was a lie. 25 you think was a lie. Tati, how do you feel about it? Do you think that he should serve more time? Or you think 20 years is enough? And it's your own opinion. I think 20 years is enough because he wasn't the one doing the damage. Wow. Go ahead, finish talking. And also, that's it. No, that's your voice. I'm, I'm giving you guys a voice. Nobody can see you. You guys are right here with Grandma. And I can protect you guys, and I and you're you're, it's valued. You know, you you guys are a large part. You understand? You guys have something to do with what I do, and I always want you guys to know that there's always a method to Grandma's madness. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I chose to get in and to help people. You understand what I'm saying? Um, because I don't want people to come out here and continue to wreak havoc in our in our communities and I don't want any more children to have to grow up and not have their fathers. You understand? I don't want any more children um to have to go through rapes and and stuff like that. So I try to get in and um talk to these guys, minister to these guys and turn their lives around. That's why I do what I do even after your dad is gone. So do you guys um are you guys in support of me helping this one? Mhm. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So I love you guys and I thank you for your time and your opinion. And let's go tear this pool up and get some food. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right. So that is uh, the conclusion to my interview with Tanya and Debbie. Um, We will be coming back because I want to interview them with each one that comes on and stuff. So I hope that you all will tune in. Thanks and God bless. Bye bye. 11 minutes.